to Awesome with Allison. I'm your host, Eric, and I'm here with the one, the only, Awesome with Allison. How's that? We've never had that. That was so good. Should I even read the real intro? Welcome to Awesome with Allison and Eric, too. You just had a special welcome from Eric. I'm Allison, and our only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen. Whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, or learning something new and helpful, we hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome than you did before. As you just heard, I'm here with the one, the only, the sexy, the talented, the mocking me with every movement, Mr. Eric Robertson. Hey, how's it going? So good. You want to know why? Tell me. Because we're on episode 108 and I truly am feeling great. And we are going to be talking about how to love your life more without changing a thing. Is it possible? I think it is. I don't know how, but I can't wait to learn from you. I can't wait to learn from you. You guys, we are so excited to have you here. How good was last week's episode? 107, books that are going to change your life? It was so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, one way that I love to gauge how good I am. No, that's <laughs> No, one way that I find really fun is when people in real life text me and say that they are loving the podcast. And a lot of people were so excited about the episode. And this is something that I had thought about doing for a really long time. I am going to start a book club. Are you excited about that? Uh, what's it called? It's called Allison's Book Lovers. Uh, did you know that that was you didn't know what up. it was called or did I tell you I think you told me last night sign me up then you can be my book lovers um, we don't have the sign up set and all ready to go but we do have a book for January picked out I'm so excited about our book club so I want you to be looking for that on my Instagram we're going to be telling you guys how to sign up for that so make sure you're following me at the Allison Show on Instagram and first if this is your first time listening to the podcast welcome we are so happy to have you because this is going to be a really good episode. And if you listen to the podcast all the time, oh my gosh, why are you so smart? (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously. Why? We're really, really grateful that you're here. I really am just feeling so good. I really am. And I want to tell you why I'm feeling so good and how you can feel more awesome too. Because really, so much of this podcast, we talk about negative emotions, hard emotions, and like how to navigate them, feeling stuck. And that's because very often that's how I feel and I want to talk about it. But right now, I really want to share these good feelings with you. I really want to share what I've been doing that I just feel good. And it feels good to feel good. And you look good. Well, thank you. It's fun to feel good. It's really fun to feel good. And I think that's a really empowering mantra, a really empowering statement, because I think often the language can be, it's hard to feel good. It takes work to feel good. I don't deserve to feel good. I feel too good. Oh, I feel good. Pretty soon I'm going to feel bad. And I feel like I've gotten to this place where I'm able to just say, wow, this is so fun to feel good. And I don't feel any sort of impending doom because I know I'm not always going to feel this way because if I felt the same way in life all of the time, that would be a boring life Yeah. because I'd be a robot Yeah. and I don't want to be a robot. No. I want to be an Allison. An Allison robot. (laughs) And I am. So we have 
four ways that you can love your life more without changing a thing that we are going to share with you. I love this for the holiday season. I love it for any time of the year because right now, everybody wants to focus on goal setting, goal planning, changing. What have you done with your decade? Look over your life and feel shame and terror for all of the things you haven't accomplished. And I am here to say, hey, don't do anything more. You're doing a great job. These are just tweaks in your mindset. You really don't have to change anything. You don't need to go buy any new clothes. You don't need to read any new books. All I'm asking you to do is tweak your mindset a little bit. And I really know because I feel so great right now, but by tweaking your mindset, you really can see this change in your life and you can love your life more. We put them all in phrases of movie quotes or song lyrics, and I feel really good about that. (laughs) And so we'll play a game. I'll give you the first little quote, which is the first way to love your life more without changing a thing. And I'll pause for a minute to see if you can guess. This one is from a movie and it's live in the now, dude. Do you know what movie that's from? Do you know? Wayne's World? It's from Wayne's World. Yeah. So I really, (laughs) I really, really love Wayne's World. And that's uh, something I believe that Garth is saying. I actually would have to go back and he goes, live in the now, dude. Oh, he's saying it to Wayne when he's dreaming about the Stratocaster guitar that he wants to Mm, buy. And he's like looking in the window. It's been a while. Stairway to heaven. He's not allowed to play. Anyway, if you haven't watched Wayne's World, I just (laughs) gave you a, a synopsis. So live in the now. So how can living in the now, dude, help you love your life more? What do you think, Eric? It takes away stress and worry. I think the biggest thing is it takes away worry. It takes away everything except what's right in front of you. And so, that's that's amazing. Absolutely. So how can we do that? How can we live in the now? Something that I have personally been really focusing on is using the sensations in my body to help me be more present positive sensations, negative sensations. When you are focusing on the sensations in your body, it brings you back to earth. It takes you out of your head. I've just noticed I've been delighting in things like getting dizzy. And I don't want to get too weird here, but like when I'm dizzy and lightheaded, I step back and I go, rather than being like, oh man, I'm dizzy. Oh, I'm lightheaded. I go, whoa, people take drugs to get that feeling. You know, like people do hard drugs to get this lightheaded feeling. They do. Do you see what I'm saying? (laughs) Or when I'm really, really tired, I've been like, essentially when you're tired, it's like the equivalent of having a blood alcohol level of like whatever, right? So this idea that like our physical state can change so much and rather than getting caught up in labeling it as good or bad I just try to like witness it as like this is different and it's fun that my body can feel different I went to a chiropractor um you know still working through neck and back pain from my accident which was almost exactly two years ago that's episodes 40 and 41 if you want to hear about how I was hit by a car while running the chiropractor was doing things that were actually very painful to my person (laughs) and I 
I thought, wow, these are such interesting sensations. And so what we're talking about now is living in the now and how living in the now can bring you more joy. We talk about this a lot in our last episode. We were talking about lots of books that help you learn how to live in the now. But really, by focusing on the present moment, so a physical Tapping into physical sensations is one way to live in the present moment. I just learned this technique. Gabrielle Bernstein talked about it, and she cited it from Thich Nhat Hanh, which I think I'm saying that right, but he wrote a beautiful book called, I think it's Being Peace. I've referenced it before. It's simply this, and I want to give it to you guys right now. It's something that I've been working on. You say, I'm breathing in. I'm breathing out. And that's it. So you're breathing in. I'm breathing out. And I have been taking singing lessons. Have I shared that on the yeah, podcast? I think you have. Yeah. I like to share it like I've never talked about it before and everyone's sick of hearing <laughs> it. And one thing that we um, have been helping me focus on, which is important for singing, is your breath. I want you to notice. So everyone take a deep breath in right now. And now put your hand on your belly. Take another deep breath in. Did your belly go in or out? Well, yeah, no, when it's a deep breath, my belly does go in and out. When you're filling your lungs with air, you really actually should be, your stomach should go out. Yeah. But so many of us actually do the opposite. Yeah, you're up in your chest. You're up in your chest. (laughs) And so something I've really been focusing on that has helped me live in the present moment, live in the now, dude, and really just enjoy what's happening in the moment is by, big shocker, all of mindfulness practices, focusing on my breath. But that kind of ties those two ideas of focusing on my physical body and focusing on my breath together, where I'm paying attention to when I'm filling my lungs with air, when I'm filling with my body with air, it, sh- it should push out. And then as I release it, it goes back in. Yeah. And it's just all of these exercises. Here's the point. When you are up in your head, when you're worrying, when you're trying to control the future from inside your head, it it makes you miserable. The reason why we do it is for this false sense of control. And I actually have a very exciting project that I'm freaking so excited to share with you guys in a couple months. It's going to be ready in a couple months. We're doing a lot of writing for it. Julie and I were talking about today, we were like, we all try to control things. And the good news is you can only control, and we couldn't even fill that sentence in. Because if you say, I can control my thoughts, then you become like this robot police of thinking you can control every thought. Yeah, it's exhausting. And if you say, I can control all my actions, again, you become like this robot police of holding yourself like, I have to control every action. That's not any way to live life. And so we were going through this list of like, what is it that you can control? And I really was like, honestly, I think one thing, the only thing to work on quote unquote controlling is your awareness. And even then, not this idea that I can control my awareness, but that I am aware, Mm -hmm. right? Rather than trying to control it. Because you really, truly can't control anything. I so agree with that. All of control is an illusion. Mm -hmm. And so when you live in the now, dude, you're not trying to control anything. And this is the number one reason why I am feeling so good right now. I want to give some concrete examples, and then we're going to flow into the next ones quickly. But last week was a really action-packed week. 
We had Fiona's birthday party. We had family pictures. I had tons of work deadlines. I was getting my period, which I've shared before. I have the really severe PMS, the PMDD, which means my hormones really go bananas. And I was focusing on living in the present moment every step of the way. P.S. By the way, at the end of all of this and in between having to do family pictures, I showed up to church and they're like, remember you're teaching a lesson today? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. no, actually, nobody told me I was teaching a 45 minute lesson. And guess what I did? I got up and taught it. <laughs> and did well. I it, heard. Went, it went great because I wasn't trying to control anything. Also, I think every period that occurs, we all know about it. I don't think I've like you, like you, like besides you, you as tell- my husband, you're yeah. like, this is like, besides you obvi- telling yeah. me that you were on your period. I don't think I would have noticed this one. And I did have negative emotions. I did feel anxious. I did have my, I, I had all of the feelings. Mm-hmm. They were still there. But the pain and the suffering around them was so much less because I think I was just in this really great place of being able to live in the current moment. So just so many examples of this, right, where I just decided to trust that everything would be provided for and taken care of and that I did not need to do anything except live in the moment that was there. And especially when we're in this action-packed, really busy time, that's all we can do. So at 10 o'clock on Friday night, we were having Fiona's birthday party. I had told her that I would have a kitty cat cake for her. I did not get a kitty cat cake. I didn't order one. I did not have time to make one. We had something in the morning before her birthday. I mean, there was no way for me to make a kitty cat cake and I had promised the queen without staying up all night without staying up all night which in the past I probably would have done and made everybody miserable right but again I was so tired because of like the hormones and I'm on, on my period so we just show up to Target and I say to Eric I told Fiona I would have a kitty cat cake and rather than saying we have to find a cake I just was like we'll just find something that will work and we show up and I did not know that Target has blank pre-baked cakes that are blank white cakes. Are Just you white frosting? White frosting. Are you kidding me? And there was one that like was kind of okay, and I it was like kind of it wasn't smooth. It was texture. It was textured, and I was like, I'll just make it work. And I was like, this is a miracle. And we'd walk like ten more feet, and they have a perfectly smooth one. Thing after thing like this kept happening. I had ordered these little kitty cats for her party, where they didn't show up in the past. In time, they arrived. Three they days arrived later. on yeah. They arrived late because Amazon's backed up right now. In the past, how miserable could I have made your life and my life over something like that? It would have been rough. It's it's one of those like that has to happen, but there's no solution. So let's just tear our hair out and be miserable for a while. And let's let's put some backstory. Like it's really easy to look at somebody else's kitty cat birthday party problem and see how trivial it is. Throwing my kids birthday parties is one of the main ways that I feel like I show up as a good mom in this world. It's something I can do for them. It's something I enjoy doing. Well, more importantly, it's something that they totally look forward to and they like count on and just like adore about you. Yeah. They feel so special on their birthdays. Like I almost got a complex because anytime you say, what do you love about mom? That's all they say. And then I was like, I don't do anything else. So they don't love me for anything else. And then I realized no, that's that's what they appreciate. That's like it's it's like a huge deal to them. So that's what they remember. But it's also, I think, a huge deal because it's one way that I really am good at showing love and they see that and they feel that. Right. Yeah, so yeah. no shame if you don't throw birthday parties the way that I do. And I've also toned it way down in, to compared to what I used to do. So anyway, it's not about the kitty cat cake and it's not about the little stuffed kitty cats that I promised Fiona all of the guests at our party would have. I couldn't start making it into 
I'm not a good mom. I've been too busy. I'm working too much. I haven't prioritized my kids. And that's a really easy place for me to start shame spiraling into. And instead of going into that story, I just decided that everything would work out. And we looked all over Target. We looked all over the store. Yeah, we had to do some work. And we could not find anything. I needed tiny kitty cats that everyone at the party could play with. I needed 12 of them. And I needed them to not be over $5 because I did not want to spend that much more money. After much digging, we found this random display on a random aisle that had all of these $4 kitty cats. And there were only nine of them, but there were three puppies. And we decided that was fine. (laughs) And guess what? It all worked out. It all worked out. The reason why I'm sharing these trivial stories with you is because this is what stops us up in life. This is what holds us back is this kind of crap. Often when cancer and death gets thrown at us, we handle it a lot better than when the kitty cats don't show up for the kitty cat party. And we let these little things decrease the happiness of our life. But when you live in the now, dude, and trust that everything is going to be provided for in the moment... You need it. You are going to be so much happier. And I hope my examples, my testimony of this will help you relax. I'm breathing in. I'm breathing out. You can practice that. Okay. Number two, Eric, I'm going to let you say this one. If you know this reference, I'm very happy about it. So this is your pop quiz. Yo, Brent, is there more to life than chasing the Yankee dollar? Okay. What's it from? (laughs) The British office. David Brent goes to give this like speech like on this circuit and he uh, comes into music and no one's impressed and he's just saying all these stupid lines and that's one of them. So he's saying it to himself. Yeah, he's like, you're, you're acting like people are asking him because he's so successful, quote unquote successful. Yo, Brent, <laughs> is there more to life than chasing the American dollar? Okay, is there more than life than chasing... The Yankee dollar. The Yankee dollar. Is there more to life than chasing the Yankee dollar? And the principle for how you can enjoy your life more, love your life more without changing anything, is rather than chasing success, start focusing on chasing that flow. The flow of life. So I'm going to talk about what this means. So often, so often, in order to do things that we're curious or excited or passionate or interested in, we think we need to be successful. So first, this requires what is your definition of success? Sometimes that means money. Sometimes that means growth. Sometimes that means a bunch of people loving you. For my friend who I was talking to about the other day, I'm like, success for you means stability. And so for her, it's chasing stability. For me, success is chasing growth. Growth equals success for me. One thing I realized only in retrospect, as one can only do sometimes, that I did a lot this year is I chased success dressed up as something else. So I said, oh, I want to serve these people and I want to live my purpose. And in order to do that, I need to make this much money. In order to do that, I need to grow here. In order to do that, I need to grow this specific thing. Or unless I made this much money, I didn't. I didn't do it. Yeah. It's so, so tricky and so slippery. It's almost impossible, I think, 
to not slip into this because, and I'm going to share her example. So I was talking to another friend for her success is paying for this, you know, beautiful house that they have. And she's like, as long as I can pay the mortgage on this beautiful house, that's success for me. I'm like, so what that is, is stability. So then we're talking about her goals for the next year, her business, the moves she wants to make in her business. And Rebecca's like, well, starts making all of her decisions based off what's going to allow me to pay my mortgage. And when you chase success in that way, it does not come to you ever because you're going to get the money. You're going to be able to pay your mortgage, but it's still going to never feel like it's enough because once you pay the mortgage, then you have to pay the house cleaners or you have to pay the insurance. Do you see what I'm saying? Like these measurements, they just keep piling one on top of another. Well, it's also an external validation instead of internal, which is the whole thing you're talking about. And so rather than chasing this feeling of for her stability, for me, this feeling of like excitement and spontaneity and growth, right? Why do I like growth? I think one of the reasons I like growth so much is because it's unknown. It's exciting. There's adrenaline. There's like kind of like a thrill there for me. Mm-hmm. I can find that other ways. There's a lot of thrill in doing things and not knowing how they're going to turn out if I just accept that as the thrill rather than the result as the thrill, right? So as you're looking you know, to your next year, as you're looking at what's motivating you to make changes in your life or just what's motivating you throughout the day, I want to suggest this idea that you can love your life more if you're enjoying what you're doing. And you're going to enjoy what you're doing if you stop chasing success and start chasing and living into the things where you feel ease and joy. This is a huge, huge fallacy that you have to suffer for good things. You do have to work hard, but working hard does not have to mean suffering. Working hard can be a blast. And it goes back to that idea of living in the now when you're working hard. This feeling of working hard feels good. But with all this parameters and all this packaging of like hustle and striving and success and you got to work till your fingers bleed. Well, how often do we work for something and have a great time working in the anticipation of this end result and we had the best time and then the end result doesn't happen and then we just throw it all away like, oh, that was, that sucked. So often. Yeah. It's a tragedy. When like. I sincerely enjoy recording this podcast. I sincerely, the other night I had this post that I just enjoyed writing so much. Like I felt so deep, like my soul was cleansed and I put it up and it felt like crickets. And I was ready to discount that whole experience because there wasn't the reception that I thought there was going to be. Exactly. And that's exactly what you're talking about. So is there more than life, is there more to life than chasing the Yankee dollar? Yes, there is. And just realize are you chasing success dressed up as something else so you don't think that's what you're chasing, right? Whether that's money or that's growth or it's stability or whatever your version of success is. I just really, really believe so much when I look at my life, whenever I was chasing things to be successful or trying to engineer things to be successful, that is not where any of my biggest success has come from. I did not engineer this podcast to be successful. I did not start this podcast to be successful. I started it because it sounded like fun. I started it because I couldn't shake the feeling. And this podcast reaches so many 
people. I started this podcast because I'm good at talking. I love sharing. I had lots of things I wanted to talk about. None of it truly was about the success and all of the amazing marketing opportunities and all of the things that could happen with this podcast. That's easier to do when you don't have payroll, when you don't have these big roles. And so this is something that gets more and more challenging the more and more success you find actually is has been my experience is to stay in that place of chasing the flow, chasing the curiosity, chasing what lights you up, chasing not just your passion, but chasing things that bring you ease and flow. And I don't mean like comfort, like zoning out and numbing and watching TV, but I mean like comfort, like they recharge you and they fuel you up, right? Mm -hmm. So that's tip number two. Tip number three comes from Bruno Mars. Don't fight the feeling, invite the feeling. If you want to love your life more without changing a thing, that's it. Don't fight the feeling, invite the feeling. I really, really had this made very true and apparent for me recently. Again, I, I say I'm feeling so good. It's not that life and circumstances have been easy. We we just lost my grandpa. When that really, really overwhelming sadness came, and it hit again today for a small period of time when I was thinking about my grandpa today, I just invited that feeling of sadness. And when we fight the feeling, it just leads to more misery. Because you know what fighting is? Fighting is separation. When we fight, you can't fight if you're whole. Do you see what I'm saying? You have to have two sides to fight. And that's why fighting the feeling, we're trying to like separate a part of ourselves from ourselves. We're like literally trying to rip ourselves in two. We can't feel whole. We can't feel complete. We can't feel ease and joy and, and good when we're ripped in two. Yeah. So when we invite the feeling, we stay whole. When we invite the feeling, we're, we're opening ourselves up and really we're truly able to process it more. And so inviting the feeling does not mean sitting in it forever and having a pity party because this is why children um they're so they can be so much better at cycling through grief than adults are because when kids feel really sad they get really upset they throw a tantrum and then they turn around and play a board game (laughs) so often as adults and and i felt this about my about my grandpa even and i felt i felt this many times in my life especially with social media now you can broadcast your feelings i'm like oh i just told people i was sad and i am sad but in this moment i'm feeling joyful i can't share this because then people won't think I'm sad. You see what I'm saying? When really true evolved humans know that sadness and joy coexist, you know, feeling unsure and feeling confident, all of these things exist together. Mm -hmm. I feel really, really, really confident one second and then I can turn around and feel unsure and then bounce right back and tell you what a genius I am. (laughs) And it's just because, again, I'm not a robot. So that's the theme of today. We're not robots. Okay, so that's tip number three. Don't fight the feeling, invite the feeling so that you can love your life more without changing a thing. Tip number four comes from the recent, well, I'll, I'll just give you the line, Into the Unknown. Eric, can you sing it? I can't hit like any of the notes on that. I don't want to sing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel all this pressure now that I've said I'm taking singing lessons. To be clear, I'm only taking singing lessons to get to like a base level of being able to sing. I, we're not I expecting don't feel like we have Celine Dion results. We don't need to yeah, perform here at all. But we're like Into the Unknown. It's from Frozen 2. Which is Elsa's new song. One way to love your life more without changing a thing is to just be more excited and ready to journey into the unknown. So here's what I believe. First off, I believe that Frozen 2 
2 is awesome. I really, I mean, obviously, the songs in Frozen 1 are catchier, but there's always the novelty factor. But the the next right step that Anna sings about, we can do a whole podcast episode, which I had been talking about that principle and then Anna sang the song. And so, you know, and then Into the Unknown is such a beautiful song. Elsa's talking about this call and she's already had her event adventure and she doesn't want to do it anymore. But there's something inside her that makes her maybe want to to go into the unknown. It's just such a beautiful idea because when we're willing to go into the unknown, we're willing to let go of control. We're willing to live in the present moment. And I think we're really, you know, willing to open ourselves up to all of the beautiful experiences that life has to offer. And I just was on the phone with my friend who owns So Delicious, Kevin Arnig. I love him so much. And I was talking to Kevin and I said, I'm doing all these things next year and I have no, no idea like no idea how any of them will turn out. Rather than letting that scare me for one of the first times in my life, I that excites me. That I think is another huge reason why I feel good right now. Because I'm just letting the unknown not be this dark place of fear. I'm letting the unknown reflect and stand for how limitless I am. So the unknown, there's no limits. And I really believe that we're limitless. I was coaching somebody today. Her name is Erica Reed. She's amazing. You know Erica. Oh, yeah, we love her. And she's she has this really lofty business endeavor that involves software and tech. And I said, you know what Erica is so amazing about you is most people will only envision an outcome where they can see the steps it takes to get there. But what she's done is she has envisioned a business and envisioned an outcome where she doesn't know the steps it takes to get there. And that truly is the most beautiful example to me of like limitless living, of being a no limit person. Because when you only envision things for yourself where you can see like the exact steps it's going to take to get there, you're really, really holding yourself back and limiting yourself to the understanding you have in that moment and not allowing that you're going to grow and develop. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's amazing. How do you feel about that? I think I it's felt, a beautiful it's a beautiful idea. I felt really good about that idea when I said it to her. Yeah. I was like, Erica, this is so good that we're talking about this. She's she's the best. <laughs> so that um that episode with Erica will be on business therapy, by the way. So business therapy is my Allison's brand school podcast where I coach people about their business and how to do what they feel called to do. So if you're interested in that, you should definitely check out business therapy. Now let's recap how to love your life more without changing a thing. Number one, live in the now, dude. Remember? I'm breathing in. I'm breathing out. Step two, tip two, is there more to life than chasing the Yankee dollar? Stop chasing success and start focusing on flow, on ease, on joy. Start having more joy in the journey. Tip number three, don't fight the feeling, invite the feeling. You will love your life so much more today if you just invite even the negative feelings to come in and sit down. Um, My therapist will always say just, if you're going to have an anxiety attack, have the anxiety attack. Stop fighting the anxiety attack. He's like, have it, do it. Let's have it, go. I'm like, I can't have it now that you're telling me to have it. That's um, anxiety attacks really stem from fighting them a lot of the time. And tip number four, be ready and excited to go into the unknown and just let that unknown instead of it representing fear, let it represent like how limitless you you truly are. Okay, um, Eric, do you have a review for us? Oh man, there's 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 a lot this week and they're so good. Oh I, yay! 
Hey. Um, Everybody loves yeah, us. Yeah, so thank you for all of them. <laughs> I wish I could pick all of them. This one's from Francesca1313. Dear Allison and Eric, I'm not sure where to start. I've been listening to your podcast for two months now, and even though I knew right away that I needed this in my life, I didn't see a change in my life as quickly as I thought I would. Mm. I kept at it and listened to episodes whenever I could, and today, when I least expected it, everything just clicked. <laughs> The feeling is indescribable, but I have an overwhelming sense of clarity and I realize that I am exactly where I need to be and that I have everything that I need in this moment. I hear your voices throughout my day and often find myself asking, what would Allison say? I just wanted to thank you for all you do, for giving me a wake-up call and transmitting so much love and positive energy my way. That is so beautiful. I just love Francesca, right? Yeah. I love, Francesca, how you said... I wanted the changes to be immediate, that all of a sudden everything just clicked for you because I know exactly what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about where you're listening to something or you're reading something and you've heard the concepts before, but the way they're being worded or the place you're in, all of a sudden you're like able to accept it. And so that listening to this podcast has been able to do that for you really means so much to me. And I'm so grateful for you. I just want to encourage anybody else who's listening. Thank you so much, Francesca, for sharing your story to to hold out for what Francesca's talking about because these concepts that I shared with you today, they they really have changed my life and I know that they can change your life, but it might take a couple times of working on them and listening to them. These are things I've been working on for years. And just because they changed my life this week doesn't mean I'm going to allow them to continue to work next week. That's something I constantly need to be practicing, right? So two steps forward, one step back. Francesca, be sure to send an, us an email to awesome with Allison at the Allisonshow.com. That's Allison with one L. I want to thank you guys so much for those reviews. Like Eric said, we have lots of new reviews. We appreciate them so much. You guys have also been incredible about sharing this on Instagram, tagging the Allison Show, sharing the episodes you're loving. It means so much to me, and your feedback really helps us create new episodes. So if you have any episode ideas, be sure to share them with us too. Shoot us an email to awesomewithallison at theallisonshow.com. Send us your questions. Send us your ideas. They, I, I love hearing them, and you know, this podcast, I love doing it, and I love being helpful, so it gives me an opportunity to be helpful, so it's a win-win situation. Thank you so much for taking the time to invest in yourself today. Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and and taking what you learn here and sharing it with those around you because I think we need more conversation about ideas like this and less conversation about what other people are wearing or the stupid things they're saying. I think that these these ideas can really truly save the world, um, make the world a better place, which is why I'm so happy to be talking about them with you. And I want to remind you this, and I mean it from the bottom of my beautiful heart. Only you can be you. And you are already as awesome as you need to be. Eric, what are you going to take us out on? Today, New Shack's album came out. Today? Well, really, tomorrow when the podcast goes out. Oh, that's so great. So I'm going to play the album. It's an EP. So uh, New Shack is one of the bands that Eric is in. It's like your main band. It's my main thing. It's It's your main bandy gig. And it's really good. So I'm excited. Uh, this song is called Death Beat. It doesn't need to sound, it's not as dire as it sounds. Okay. Neither is life. Yeah. Neither, <laughs> neither is, is life. death. Hey, hey, go go to Apple Music. Go to Spotify. Look up New Shack, new releases. The album's called So Soda. You're going to love it. <laughs>
you don't know. 